if you choose not to forgive a person, that's what I experienced during all my teenage years. The only harm you're doing is to yourself. It doesn't really affect the other person. So forgiveness, it's not so much about the other person. It's about freeing yourself. Welcome, everyone, to Do Well and Do Good. You're here because you have the desire to create financial freedom, but you also want to make a powerful, positive impact on the world. This podcast exists to tell the inspiring stories of men and women who have achieved both, people who do well and do good. I'm your host, Dorothy Ilson, and I'm here to help you discover proof that individuals have the ability to make a massive impact. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 96 of the show. I was absolutely floored by my guest today. Her name is Tabita Dietrich, and her story is perhaps the most powerful and easily the most shocking one that has ever been shared on this podcast. She survived five near-death experiences and healed herself from abuse and addiction all before the age of 18, at which point Tabita started her entrepreneurial journey and by 22 had created multiple six figures in her business, giving her the life that she had always dreamed of. But everything got turned upside down when at the age of 23, she innocently ended up in prison in a third world country. Now, during the next two years that Tabita spent in prison, she wrote seven books, one of which was published after her release and became a bestseller when she was just 26. See, Tabita truly understands the process of death and rebirth, and she has since committed her life to helping entrepreneurs reinvent themselves and their industries so that they can better serve humanity. In this episode, you're going to hear Tabita tell her story, including how she ended up in prison and why she believes there are no negative experiences in life. It is absolutely remarkable the mental fortitude that Tabita has developed within herself and the way that she is able to help other entrepreneurs to get there too and to really heal themselves from their own trauma, their own experiences that are holding them back in their business and in their life. I was absolutely blown away by Tabita, and I am so excited to share her story with you as well. But before we jump in, I want to tell you that if you are getting value from this podcast, the best thing that you can do is to share it with someone else that you believe might get value from it also. I'm so grateful for your help in spreading this message far and wide. And without further ado, here's my conversation with Tabita Dietrich. Tabita, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm thrilled to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) This is great how you're reading and explaining all this. Very interesting to hear it from another person's perspective. Oh, thank you. Well, you know, I know, Tabita, that you have been through more in your life so far than, than most people will in an entire lifetime. So as much as you are comfortable sharing, you know, where are you from and what was life like for you growing up? I was born in Switzerland and I have five siblings, four sisters and one brother. And we are a good bunch of people, all have a very unique character and that's amazing. Um, but our parents, especially my father, he was um, one of the people who believe that you, you need to punish children in order for that grow. 
So there was lots of abuse happening, physical abuse as well. And that was just his worldview of how this needs to be done. He experienced that himself when he was younger. So the reason why I'm sharing this and we are totally in peace and my father has since then gone through a huge process himself of realizing what was really going on and why he he wasn't able to step out of this when he raised us. And my parents eventually got divorced when I was 10. Um, so it's not about blaming him in any way. Why I'm sharing this so openly is that other people can see that a lot of things can change and happen when you really look at like the mechanics behind it and what you want to do differently as a person. And for me, it's always important to share that because no matter where you come from, it's not an excuse for continuing on that path later on, um, which was a hard lesson for my father to learn as well. Because when he realized that he did the same thing, like his parents, it was like, oh my God. And if I would have understood that earlier on, I could have done so many things differently and spare my children lots of the suffering they went through themselves. So that's why I'm saying it's not to blame anyone. Um, it's important to talk about these things because these things happen all across the globe still every single day to kids who need a loving home, to pets, animals who need a loving home and don't that. And that's why I want to talk about this. And probably not everyone agrees and not everyone wants to share these things. And some people break up with their parents and or like my father because they're like, I don't want to have anything to do with you anymore, but like these things can heal within a lifetime and you can come to a new agreement and a better relationship with each other, even if those things happen, right? And I think that's the power of taking self-responsibility for your life and being aware that no matter even what happened yesterday or just a minute ago, I have the power to reinvent myself every single moment. And that's literally, for me, the most important thing and like my background and everything I'm doing in my life, because that's ultimately what we're all about, right? That's the essence of evolution. So that's kind of where I came from. But growing up and when I was a teenager, of course, all of these things brought own problems because I had to become aware of all these things. And when I was growing up and like going into teenage years, I wasn't the person who was like taking self-responsibility. So I was literally self-destroying myself. And I had to come to a point where like after five near-death experiences and you're like, you want to die. I so badly wanted to die and I couldn't. I had to come to the realization that something needs to change and I need to find a way to live. So I made the conscious decision to live. And no one could have helped me. I mean, my my family, especially my mom, because my parents were already divorced and I didn't speak to my father for like lots of years. They tried to help me, but I, I, I didn't want anyone's help. I knew the only person who helped me was my and that I needed to take responsibility for my life and, and what what I wanted to create going forward, right? So uh, that's what I did. And that's like the, the decision that I made after facing all these things. Wow. I mean, it's, it's absolutely remarkable. And I, I want to thank you again for, for being so vulnerable and for sharing that. I mean, I would imagine that 
there was a lot of anger there. You know, as a, as a young person, you're dealing with you know that sort of abuse and and having these near death experiences. I mean, how did you move from this place of you know, I guess whatever you were feeling, whether it was anger or something else, to you know actually consciously recognizing that you had the power to change the way that you, you know, reacted or responded and, um, you know, how you let it affect your life. So I didn't really like consciously do that in the beginning. I needed five near-death experiences that brought me to the point where life forced me to make that change. As I said, when you try to die and you can't, then you have to do things differently and Whenever you, it doesn't matter what's like going on in life, but when you come to, if you want to call it bottom or to a, a drastic change in direction in your life, it's always this moment of peace, a moment of like total clarity where life consciousness like opens itself up for you to understand what you need to understand in order to move forward. And I had several of these moments and like all your death experiences were those moments because it's always like your consciousness truly like leaves your body to expand, gather all the information and the data that you need to come back into your physical body and then make that shift in reality and take different acts. So they were basically my, my guide and my help in doing that. And the other thing that was really important as well was that I saw how my family was strained. And they went through a lot. So I was like, I can't do this to them any longer. So I, I, I completely moved out when I was like six and I told my mom, look, I know that you love me. And I, I, I actually left home before that. And then I came back for s- some months. I was like, I know that you love me, but like the path that I need to take right now is not something that you can assist me with. You can't be there for me, even though you love me, you have to let me go and don't think. So, and I wanted to do that. I didn't want to be the bad example for my siblings and my younger sisters. That was just best. So I needed to change. And that's how my journey started. So um, I started like reading and consuming and doing everything that you can possibly think of in terms of self-development and self-healing and self-help. And like all these things, they were really important. Ultimately, like the most important thing that like even up to date, I would say for every single person seeking change and reinvention is to make a decision and follow through on that every single day and seek the help that you need in order to move forward because you don't have to do it alone. I did it myself. I did it alone because I didn't know anyone. I mean, I, I, I did go to seminars and I had like people, but the thing is the self-help industry, how we know it, for me, it was never like complete. You know, when you like a course or you read a book or you like you go to a seminar and you feel like something is missing. So that was how I felt. <laughs> Look at these things. I, I always saw that like even people were like 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, they abandoned themselves. 
and chose to be like really invested in a tool rather than being invested in themselves and understanding that this is just like piece of the puzzle, a, a part of the data that understand and integrate in order to move forward. They kind of got up on this, whatever modality it was. And I always knew that I am not going to seek freedom only to give it up because I'm going to be up in another system, right? So that was just not possible for me. So I, I always evolved and I always like reinvented and looked at the thing that needed to be done differently because whenever we see something that's existing right now, like the next bigger evolution of whatever is here is already ready, like ready to be born. And we can do that if we focus on the things and only on the things that are here right now. So that's kind of how my whole approach and my work developed over the years. It's just unbelievably powerful. And, and the fact that you were able to turn those, those struggles that you went through, you know, into really your strength and then to, you know, leverage that to create a business at just the age of 18. I mean, it's, it's truly remarkable to Vita. So, you know, I'm curious take us take us back to this experience you know you've um you've been building a business and then you somehow find yourself in prison what happened so like everybody i think that builds a business you know that in the beginning like you i like i was for me that was right or die <laughs> i wasn't the first like i got this business and have a plan b <laughs> didn't have a plan b so i put everything that i had like my whole so they hurt everything into my business and I, um, I helped a lot of people and I was passionate about, but I really didn't take so much good care of myself. And I had a lot of people's, my clients' needs, my business um, before myself. And that's like, the, that's a point when you're like, I'm leaking my life force all over the place and this is not working. So when I finally decided to take a vacation, like after three years of not taking a vacation, that's what I did. And then apparently was not really a friend. Hit drugs in my bag. And basically when I reached the airport, they searched my luggage and they found the drugs. And then I was stuck there for the next two years. And like, that's like the, what you can see that was, the story and how it happened, but really like what, what it was all about was me becoming the person who was growing into a much bigger responsibility and understanding that my business is not just about accumulating wealth and money and having all the things and the car and the house and the whatever and what I've worked for and I kind of attached my worth to external things. It was about me understanding what my path and my role in this whole thing really looked like and that it really was about something so much bigger than myself but at the same time you can't leave yourself outside of the core like your personality your desires your requirements but you need to be nourished in every single aspect of your life are important and I didn't really understand that I kind of had to give up this false self-image of yeah I made it <laughs> To understand that this is about something so much better, and I, I needed this kind of 
to grow into the person that could take on that responsibility. So that was really like my soul calling me into being the, the person that can carry out that responsibility. And that's not a nice process, but because I was so stubborn and I wouldn't give up my role and all the things I did in my life because I was always the person who would happen and I was so strong and I had willpower and I nothing was impossible for me, I would have never actually given on that in order to grow. So, okay, then you just go on the other side of the world <laughs> where you can't do anything anymore, where you have no say in things, where you have no power, where you have no freedom to do whatever you want, and you're going to learn and grow into that. And like the other part was of course, I needed to actually walk my talk and live self-mastery on the most difficult circumstances, which was the thing I taught my clients and helped my clients with. So you get the challenge to live what you teach. And that was my challenge. I mean, everything you're saying about, you know, recognizing that you know, you you needed to go through this, you know, to get to the place that that you ultimately wanted to be. I mean, was that something that you were able to recognize in the moment or was it not until, you know, after your imprisonment that you that you sort of came to that understanding? I mean, how did you develop this mental fortitude to be able to survive those two years? I know I did um, pretty much like when I was fasting for almost 38 days, I fasted 38 days when I got locked up before I got sentenced because I was like, yeah, I'm fasting to get a fine and then pay the fine and go back home. Essentially, my mom and my partner came because they needed to like pay the fine. I couldn't do anything on my own. So I can get out and go back home. And I did all the, you know, the affirmations and the things and whatever, you know, is out there in the marketplace that you can manifest what you want. And I was so sure and convinced that, yay, I'm going to go back home because I had the feeling. I just knew it. I felt great. I felt so secure and sure about that. And then the church said, three years hard labor, no fine. <laughs> so that was the had like 20 minutes where my son was like showing me the entire scene and like things that are going to unfold because I'm going to stay here for the amount of time that I need to stay here and why I needed to stay there. And I was like, okay. Um, fine with that. I accept that. This is about something. It's not about getting the way out. About me growing. So um, I decided literally what I was going to do uh, for the next two years, not three years, but I just needed to serve the two years. It's two third out of your sentence, um, and that's what I did. And I followed through on that every single day. Wow, I. Tabita, I mean, how do you how do you get to a place of finding forgiveness, you know, for your friend, for the situation? I, you know, how does one go through, you know, something of that that magnitude, you know, that traumatic, and you know, ultimately get to a place of acceptance and forgiveness? If I can forgive my father, who did all these things to me when I was a kid, and I was never safe growing up. 
I mean, learn forgiveness really meant that's one thing. Um, and the thing is, if you choose not to forgive a person, that's what I experienced during all my teenage years. The only harm you're doing is to yourself. It doesn't really affect the other person. So forgiveness, it's not so much about the other person. It's about freeing yourself. And ultimately, not like life decides how to deal with those things. At the end of the day, every person is responsible for his or herself. And it's not up to me to judge how a person is going to experience what they did. So for me, it's about my own freedom and I'm about understanding that whatever happens in my life, I'm not a victim to the circumstances. I always get to choose how I react and what I make out of the situation because ultimately, no situation really is negative. That's a hard truth for a lot of people. And I'm saying this, I've been going through all these things that I did in my life. Ultimately, none of these things are negative, even though that doesn't mean you can bypass the end, the, the hurt and disappointment and all feelings that come up because we are human beings. But ultimately, when you've passed that stage, you're understanding what the, the bigger gift in all of those circumstances, which is always you stepping out of who you've been and growing into a much bigger person and being able to take on much more of the responsibility to serve not only yourself, but a lot more people. So that's why I choose not to be a victim to the circumstances and act on the freedom that I had left, which was the choice how I'm going to deal with this. Oh my goodness. I mean, it's just, it's truly amazing to be to, to, to hear you say this because you know, we've talked on the show, you know, many times before about this idea that, you know, no event is inherently positive or negative. You know, we we assign our own meaning to events. You know, we tell ourselves stories and and we turn that into the truth when really it's simply the story that we're choosing to tell ourselves. And, you know, I think for for me, you know, sometimes I even hesitate in my own conviction on that because it's like to hear someone who has been through, um, you know, abuse or you know anything in life that most people would argue is just inherently bad, inherently negative. Um, to hear someone like yourself who's been through abuse, who's been through, um, you know, these near death experiences, has been imprisoned. To hear you say that you know nothing is is negative is absolutely remarkable. Thank you. Thank you so much for saying this. Yeah, you know, so I'm I'm curious, you know, Tabita, you have really taken all of these experiences that you've had in your life and you've transformed yourself to, you know, be able to support other people in their own journeys and to really help them to get to this this same place of of healing and of power that you have found. And so I'm curious, you know, in your experience working with entrepreneurs, do you believe that it is necessary for a person to heal their, you know, personal emotional wounds in order to reach success in their business? So because I, I got I've through all these things and um, I help make these things as well. I mean, I've studied this for over a decade and like the model 
we or I've developed and we implement in my is literally going from self-mastery to alchemy to mastering the art of business. And that is a process that, that that's an evolution on itself. But that I see with lots of the things that you find out there in terms of self-help and healing is really too much about I need to deal with this even more. It's like I need to perfect myself even more. I need to work on my issues and my mindset and my blocks and whatever even more instead of understanding that when you know that hey, I've experienced all these things and it's important to recognize that to talk to the child and the, the, like the inner child that has experienced all these things and say, hey, I know what you've gone through. I see you and I'm here. I'm an adult. I'm responsible now and I'm not going to let anything happen to you anymore. To have a power conversation and really act on that promise every single day. So even though you experience all these things, there is always a core that is untouched and unharmed. And what I help my clients with is step into that and activate that part without leaving like the other parts outside the door and having these powerful conversations and then step into the part that is unharmed because I'm not about to pass. You need to integrate um, and bring your emotional, physical, mental, spiritual body on board and all the elements that like are part of this um, are included in this in order to move forward, but it doesn't take to do that. So that's why alchemy is so important because when, when you do that and when you allow space, all these things to actually occur and you're like, okay, fine, I, I see that, I acknowledge that, and you hold yourself. It's like, it's difficult to explain, but maybe you've experienced that. It's like, you're going through these things and then there might be emotions that come up that are difficult, but at the same time you feel held and cared for and love yourself in the midst of all of this, knowing that, yes, this is a part that, that is grieving or is like as you're a human being, but there is still this other part that is so much bigger than you that holding you. And knowing that gives you the freedom to be a human being and be so be like this, this unharmed or untouched being at the same time. And that's really what what I think it's all about because it's we are not just we are in our physical body, but at the same time, we can't be that spiritual being that is like invincible if we bypass aspects that are part of our human experience. So that's why I care a lot about having a conscious relationships to a conscious relationship to all those elements, not um, thinking or acting in terms of something is really that needs fixing. There is never anything wrong with you. If someone treats you badly, really what's wrong with like what's wrong in that situation is the, the behavior of the other person. And so often people like take on that responsibility and take that personally and think because that happened to them, they are the one that need to fix something. And that's not the case. You need to understand that when something like this happened, this is terrible. 
it's wrong in the sense that a child should not be harmed. These kind of things do not happen to acknowledge human part and then can step out of this and accept if like you being a soul or being like a spiritual being that is so much bigger than that. And it doesn't happen if you bypass any of that. It's not about, I need to kill this part and like I need to, like you see so oftentimes I need to release it and it can't release anything is always there at this moment. It's right. It, you, so that's not a thing. You can't kill energy. <laughs> so that's something important to understand, but you can grow, expand in awareness without excluding anything, but with true consciously from what awareness like point or level you act. So does that make sense? It absolutely does. And so you know, in your experience working with entrepreneurs, you know, what are, what are the changes that you, you know, tend to see happen in someone's business once they do, you know, go through this process of healing their inner child and reconnecting with their spiritual selves? So it doesn't really matter, like, almost every, like, person I work with um, has some part that is unrecognized, like, hasn't been seen and heard and they did all the things because they thought that that's just something that needs fixing come to me because they they want they know that this next bigger evolution of work coming through and they want to step into that but they don't know how to do that and i always say when you leave a part outside of of the door like you don't recognize that part and that's that's a part that is not seen and heard that part is sabotaging that you do so as soon as I, I just speak to that part and I see it for what it is, there are tears flowing and there's like, you don't need to do really any more that because as soon as you do that and you feel the emotions and everything that's coming up with this, you ultimately step into bigger uh, awareness of, of what's coming next and you Allow yourself to go after it and accept that this is meant for you and not just for some people. So whatever that is, um, you step into being the person um, that is acting on the things and steps that need to happen in order for the results to show up. Um, And that's a beautiful thing to see. And as I said, it doesn't really need a lot of time. So that happens in the first conversation when you like of these things and I'm like oh, now that we've like taken that into the and it's like this part is done what do you really, really want right so and now we can add that and we can take conscious and focused and uh, laser focused actions in order to achieve that and then th- things happen really quickly so whatever that is in terms of because we, of course, we always need strategies. Sometimes you need to adjust your pros. You need to have a differentness of how these changes come about. Like you have to understand your craft more deeply in order for you to act on it. But you start to accept that all these things can happen much quicker than you thought that they could. So if, if you're like, I can't really sell like 10,000 or a 20,000 program or a 50 or a 100 program 
you're like, this is not only something that I can't do, this is something that I must do in order for me to act and be the person that is representing that bigger version of myself that ultimately impacts more people and can help more people because it's never just about the money. It's about you growing into the person and having the the resources, the financial resources that match that expansion so you have more choices and more freedom and more impact. It's remarkable how, you know, someone can be spinning their wheels for years, you know, at a standstill in their business, not able to grow, not able to really progress. And all it takes sometimes is, you know, just just that that experience of looking deep at yourself and figuring out, you know, what are those emotional wounds that that you need to heal and the way that you are able to do that for your clients and do it so quickly, you know, allowing them to break through these barriers that have potentially existed for a very very long time. It's really unbelievable and and I love that you touched too on the money mindset. Uh, you know, not feeling worthy of, um, you know, of charging those kinds of rates when really, just like you said, I mean, it so often is what is going to allow you to reach more people, help more people, and really have the impact on the world that you are looking to have. So, you know, I want to, you know, wrap up here by asking you, I mean, what, what do you see as being the biggest shift that most entrepreneurs need to make in terms of their mindset around money or their relationship with money? That's a good question because I wouldn't actually still talk about set and money and more about the freedom of choice and impact. And the biggest shift really is understanding that this is not about you. This is about the change that needs to happen globally that needs lots of financial resources in order for that to happen. And if you don't understand that and you're like, and I'm going after this and this is place in the evolution, then you are going to feel unfulfilled and you suffer because this is ultimately your calling. Otherwise, you wouldn't even think about it. If you have the thought coming up in your mind, it's because this is the direction you need to go. And we don't have the time um, for like you or any other person, not specifically talking about you, but like whoever is listening to this, to doubt yourself and then like spinning your wheels for the five years before you allow yourself to be like, and I'm charging that I'm worth receiving that money so you need to really understand what the bigger picture is and what your role and position is in, in that and you need so sold and convinced on that you can deliver the transformation that your clients are paying for in the time that you say that you're going to deliver the transformation so you need to understand what you're doing really really well there is no other way around charging those figures and actually making the sales. And that that's not a thing that takes years. When I take my client through those processes, like they ask me, every person, every person asks, how quickly can I start like doing this and this and whatever their next bigger vision is? I'm like, well, if you want to postpone any longer than your choice, but we're going to get you ready in like two weeks. And 
that's ultimately when like all the temptations and all the things and all the whatever obstacles that you've kind of came to believe come up anyways and you need to always decide again and again and again this is the direction I'm going and this is why and this is why I'm so brilliant at what I'm doing and keep going and then these changes happen really quickly but um, it is uncomfortable 100% yeah I mean I think that all real meaningful change is uncomfortable. And the fact that you are able to you know, help your clients get these results so quickly, it speaks to the fact that you are really going to the core of the issue rather than you know, so often when entrepreneurs try to you know, figure out these struggles on their own, they'll just address the symptoms in their business rather than addressing the actual cause. And so, you know, Tabita, I want to thank you for sharing this. I mean, it's it's unbelievably powerful. And I know that my listeners are are certainly getting as much out of this as I am. Unfortunately, we are running out of time. So I'd like to um, I'd like to ask you a question that I ask all of my guests. As you know, here on the show, we have what I call the do well and do good challenge. So this is where I encourage our listeners who want to give back to contribute to the nonprofits that are nominated by my guests. So I'm very excited to hear your answer to this question. Could you tell us what organization you're nominating and why? So um, we have just set up our own foundation here. So that's like literally where I give all my money to and... And that, which is ultimately um, helping children really fulfill their potential and grow as a person and being recognized with the potential that they have. Like all my teachings and the things that I do, and the other cause that we support is like getting um, key animals a loving home. So that's for me kind of the important thing because they don't have a voice like animals don't have a voice at all and kids don't have a voice because they are not out right so that's for me kind of where I'm going yeah what did you say that organization is called um it's a funny name that's like a swiss kind of thing um something that's kind of um inside thing in my family called stubi foundation well, we will absolutely link to that in the show notes so that anyone who does wish to donate can go do so. And lastly, Tabita, before we say goodbye, where can our listeners go to learn more about you, about your services, coaching entrepreneurs, and to follow everything that you're doing? So the best place right now would be the art of the evolutionary entrepreneur.com. That's where all the things that we are doing uh, we're always evolving but um, that's the best way to find me amazing well we will link there the art of the evolutionary entrepreneur.com in the show notes as well Tabita, I just can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast, for being so vulnerable and you know sharing your story in a way that I know is going to be transformative for many of our listeners. I appreciate it so much. Thank you, Dorothy. It was a pleasure to be here. I'm, I'm truly humbled and honored because I think that your message and everything that you're sharing and doing that you understand and be like, this is not just about you doing well, this is about doing well. So 
I really appreciate that. And that's like exactly the change and the message that we need. So thank you for being part of this and doing what you're doing. Oh, I appreciate that so much. All right, everyone, that's our show. Now, before I sign off, I want to introduce any new listeners to how the Do Well and Do Good Challenge works. There are two ways that you can participate. The first is if you are looking to do more to give back, I encourage you to contribute to any of the nonprofits nominated by my guests. Send a screenshot of your receipt to challenge at dowellanddogood.co and your donation will be included in our monthly tally of the tangible impact this podcast is having. The second way you can participate is absolutely free and that's by voting. See, in the first couple days of each month, we host a vote inside of our free Facebook community to determine which of the nonprofits nominated the month before that I will then donate a portion of my advertising agency's profits to. It's an awesome way to make your voice heard, and we've been able to raise money for some incredible organizations doing good in the world. So if you'd like to be a part of it, then head over to dowellanddogood.co backslash Facebook, where you'll find a link to join the group. Once you're inside, I'm also sharing tips, ideas, resources, and more to help you both increase your income and your impact. We're having so much fun inside there. So head over again to dowellanddogood.co backslash Facebook, and I'll see you on the inside. It means the world to me to earn your time. So thank you so much for listening. 